0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Monday, March 29th. Today on the show, the Nashville Predators have won five straight games and are rolling. We are down to just eight teams left in the NCAA tournament and only one SEC team. But we begin today with a question for Vols fans about how they feel about Oregon State's current tournament run. Of course, the 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. I am not here to tell you that you need to go renovate your home or to go buy a custom home. That's something that you and your family have to decide for yourself when the time is right. What I am here to tell you is the right people to do that job for you is the Kingston Group. This is a group of people that care deeply about their clients and about the results that they deliver on time, on budget, all aligned with the vision that you have for your home. So, I'm not telling you to go do all this spending and make all these big decisions right now today, but when you do, make sure you keep the Kingston Group in mind. Check out their work, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. In the NCAA tournament, Baylor topped Villanova and Arkansas slipped past Oral Roberts on Saturday to set up a premier Elite Eight entree on Monday night at 8.57 p.m. Central Time. Not 9 p.m., 8.57 Baylor opened as a seven point favorite over the Hogs and the Bears have handled their path to the regional final much more smoothly than Arkansas, who has won their last two tournament games by a grand total of four points. A final four trip for Arkansas would be their seventh in school history and their first since 1995. Meanwhile, the 12th seeded Oregon State Beavers, who beat Tennessee in the first round, have made it to the Elite Eight after beating Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago with relative ease on Saturday. Because, of course, they have. They will face two-seeded Houston after the Cougars beat Syracuse. The Monday night appetizer is set to tip off at 6.15 p.m. for the right to go to the Final Four. It does raise an interesting question, however, for basketball fans and UT fans specifically because they've had to deal with this twice now in the last few years. Would you rather get beat by a Cinderella like Tennessee was with Oregon State this year and Loyola Chicago three years ago or lose to a team that is a better seed and clearly a better team, where you just don't really even have a chance. You know what I mean? Like, I'm honestly not sure which one is a worse way to lose. I think I'd rather lose convincingly to a clearly superior team because that feels like the natural order of things. A harsh reality that requires no agony to understand. Getting beat by a team that is just better than you seems easier to take, Losing to Cinderella definitely means you were favored to win your game, and you underachieved. It also puts you in the highlight packages for the rest of your life, and it makes you a part of one of the bigger stories of the entire tournament. If Oregon State somehow manages to upset Houston on Monday night, I think it will ease some of the big orange pain, because then it feels like clearly this Beavers team was just as hot and as motivated as we cautioned prior to the start of the big dance, meaning there might not have been anything the Vols could have done. Oregon State would also be the worst seed to ever reach the Final Four. No 12 seed has ever done it before. So it would be historic, and I can maybe find some peace in that and appreciate what the Beavs have accomplished. But as of right now, I think I'd rather get crushed by a clearly better team because at least that outcome is expected and easier to swallow. I actually asked this question on a Twitter poll this week, and so, of course, that makes it official, but 77% of the people agree that they'd rather get crushed by a better seed than get upset by Cinderella and have to relive that the rest of their lives. And obviously, if it's on the Twitter machine, then, of course, it has to be real and official and it's permanent. Houston, of course, is an eight-point favorite on Monday night over Oregon State. One of the best seasons of Alabama basketball came to an end on Sunday night, but not without some fantastic drama first. Bama hit a three-pointer as time was running out in regulation after trailing for most of the second half to send their Sweet 16 matchup with UCLA to overtime. But the Bruins dominated the entire extra period and eventually put Bama away for their first trip to the Elite Eight since 2008. It was a thoroughly entertaining basketball game, one of the best of the entire tournament. Despite the $10 I lost on the Tide, which I feel like was most of the betting public, And despite being an 11 seed, I simply cannot call the Bruins a Cinderella story. They're the greatest basketball program of all time. UCLA will face top-seeded Michigan, who eased their way past a very good Florida State team on Sunday as well. In the West Region, number one overall seed Gonzaga reached the halfway mark on their quest for perfection with a workman-like performance against Creighton. They will face USC, who won the Pac-12 Sweet 16 showdown over Oregon on Sunday night. UCLA-Michigan will be the first game on Tuesday night, followed by the USC-Gonzaga game that will wrap up the second weekend. The Nashville Predators are getting dangerously close to the playoffs, folks, and no, it does not mean that they should completely reverse course and sacrifice building for the future in exchange for trying to, quote-unquote, go for it. The beauty of this team's current situation, actually, is that they can sell, gain future assets, and still accomplish the same exact outcome if they, quote, went for it, which would be... Losing to Tampa Bay in the first round of the playoffs. It's a win-win. Well, minus the losing in the playoffs part. Speaking of the playoffs, the Preds are officially in fourth place after Sunday's 3-2 win over Chicago. Because my power was out, I did not get a chance to see any of the seven-goal explosion on Thursday uh, against Detroit or any of the 3-1 win over Chicago on Saturday. But I watched all of Sunday's game, and they just kept rolling, holding the lead for the vast majority of the evening over the Blackhawks. It gives the Predators five consecutive wins and wins in seven out of eight games. It also gives the Predators a winning record for the first time since January 27th when the team was 4-3. and three. There has been much talk about Ryan Johansson's production relative to his giant $8 million contract, but when he missed a few games earlier in the season, the Preds' offense tanked and the team was awful. Well, since the other $8 million center has been out of the lineup, this team has gone in the opposite direction. Since Matt Duchesne got hurt and left the starting lineup, the Nashville Predators are 8-4-1 without him and were 10-13 with him. Now, it's virtually impossible to draw a straight line from his presence to the win-loss record like I just did and just leave it there. The goaltending has been way better over the last few weeks. UC Saros is playing Vesna-level hockey like he did for the final few months of the regular season last year when John Hines first took over. And it's largely the reason that the Preds are playing better hockey today. Some of the younger players have gotten better and gotten their feet underneath them as well. And maybe the messages from John Hines and the philosophy has begun to take root. Also, five straight games against the bottom half of the division doesn't hurt either. But it's hard to pay someone that much money and then watch the offense get that much better when he's not in the lineup. The team is averaging 2.8 goals per game since Duchesne went out of the lineup. They are averaging 2.3 goals per game in the 23 games he played this year. That's a half a goal per game difference. Nine guys on the team have more goals, 12 guys on the team have more assists, and 13 have more points, including Rocco Grimaldi. Just some food for thought as we debate which players should be on the trading block this month and which should be left unprotected in the expansion draft next summer. Nashville is back on the ice against Dallas on Tuesday and Thursday night this week. Two more winnable games before three more with Detroit and Chicago. Regardless of whose fault it is or Matt Duchesne's split stats or whatever, the Preds have to keep collecting points during this very easy stretch of the schedule. The 440 is built every single morning for free for you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning, custom home and remodeling firm. My family uses the Kingston Group, so you should too. Frankly, that's all you need to know. But what I love about working with this group of people is that they care just as much about the vision for what you want your home to be as much as you do, whether it's materials, whether it's cost. I mean, the Kingston group just basically busted their ass for like weeks to ship the exact right shingle from like Utah to get to my house so that they did the job correctly and they did the job so that my wife would be happy with it. That's why we use the Kingston Group. They go literally the extra mile, or in this case, like the extra 2,000 miles, to get the job done correctly so that our vision of what we want has come to life through their work. They go out of their way to make sure that everything is exactly how you want it. Go check out their work on the website, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. The 440 is a production of 440 Media. Written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.